Hello, welcome to the Florida Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Simpson, and that's your other host. Say it. <laughs> Say your name. Kelsey Ann Wacker. Kelsey Ann Wacker, who cannot sleep a wink for the life of her. Cannot. What the fuck are you tossing and turning about all night? I mean, I have things. You I got have things demons? things that keep me up. I have demons, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a tortured artist. You're I like am. Jared Leto when he played the Joker. Oh, Jesus. Um, apparently, Jared Leto comes around Sarasota a lot. Jared Leto's a fucking freak, man. Yeah, He's got those big doll eyes. I don't no, trust I don't him trust for a second. Hell no. Keep that guy away from me. Jesus hair. Fucking that dumb band that he's in, right? <laughs> yeah. 30 minutes yes. to... 30 minutes, minutes to, to Venus. <laughs> oh. It's Venus? No, no. I'm just oh. fucking playing it. I think it's called it's 30 Seconds 30 to Mars. 30 Seconds to Mars. Yeah. It's 90... 90... 45 minutes to... 45 minutes to Uranus. Speaking of... That's my band. Hollywood 45 creeps. minutes to Uranus. Um, We were at the Sarasota Film Festival, and no hate to Sarasota Film Festival. This is This is not... A derogatory comment. No, we've only got love for the Sarasota love, Film Festival. But it was funny because we had a great fucking time. There was um, a night, like an event called Hollywood Nights, and Nathan was looking at the schedule and he was like, "Oh, we should go to this event tonight, Hollywood Nights." And I was like, "Oh, Nathan, that's like the kids' night." And I was like, "You're telling me the kids' party is called Hollywood Nights?" <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I ain't dropping my kid off at a party called Hollywood, Hollywood Nights. Nights. Fuck no. Jared Leto's gonna wander through and sodomize all our children. Yeah. You can't. Keep you can't it. name it Hollywood Nights. No, you gotta. It's, it's gotta be Hollywood Daytime, broad daylight in Hollywood. Broad daylight. That's what with it should be called. A lot of chaperones in Hollywood for kids. Broad daylight in a safe part of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. That I would drop my kid off of that. Actually, even that, I think it's pushing pushing it for me. Pushing I don't trust it. my children in Hollywood at all. At, at all. all, yeah. It should be called "Absolutely No One Here Wants to Fuck Your Child." Hollywood Nights. <laughs> but that's a suspicious <laughs> name too. <laughs> Maybe you just shouldn't have entertainment related, like show business related children's parties. Maybe we should just take a moratorium on that. Yeah, for that, a while. that should end. No more working children. No more working children. No more fucking children either. Oh no! Definitely, definitely not not that. that. Keep the fucking keep your fucking hands off the kids, guys. It should be easy, and yet somehow in Hollywood, it's not. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're podcasting. We're hungover. We went to some legendary spots last night on the Tamiami Trail outside of Sarasota. Some real road houses. We went that are near and dear to our hearts. We went Road to this hard and put away wet houses. Shit, huh? yes. We went to this bar called the Bahi Hut. I think they call it the Bahai Hut around here. It's spelled B-A-H-I, um, but it's like a real 1950s tiki bar, you know, with like stones on the walls and like masks hanging everywhere and like. They make you a Trader Vic's Mai Tai. It's good shit. It's so good. You it's have connect- to go if you're in Sarasota. It's in the parking lot of a motel. And there's some like shady characters who hang out there. Oh, yeah. We met this guy. This guy just wandered up. He, he must have been in his 70s, just wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And he just wandered up, started talking to us, you know, apropos of nothing. And his name, he was, he was a cool guy, his name was Jim, and he started telling us about how he grew up in, like, 
he was the son of a diplomat in Switzerland, and he, like, he had dinner with Fidel Castro and, like, the Shah of Iran. And the head and of the like KGB. That. And the head of the KGB in Moscow D- during the height of the Cold War. It was crazy. Apparently the head of the KGB asked him to play some music from his generation, like, what is your generation listening yeah, to? Yeah, that's Play right. Play me some songs. He told me he, he showed him uh, like Frank Zappa. Yep. Rolling Stones, I the think. The Rolling Stones. This band called Spooky Tooth he mentioned. Yeah. Which, that's, one, that's a deep cut. I'd never heard of them before. Yeah, that's a B-side. So after the after me and Kelsey Ann and Kelsey Ann's mom, who's a fucking legend, um, had a couple of Mai Tais, we went down the road and we discovered this jewel of a dive bar called Memories Cocktail Lounge. And it's it's like stepping back in time when you walk in the door. It was very obviously built in the 1950s. And it hasn't been pressure washed on the outside since. Or the inside. Or the inside. <laughs> no windows. You know you're walking into a gem when there's no windows. There's no fucking windows in the bar. It's just a stone bar. box on the yeah. side of the road, basically. Yeah. And so we walk in, and it's literally attached to a liquor store on the other side of it. And there's these, like, behind the bar, there's these metal doors that the bartenders open, and it reaches into the fucking, it reaches into the refrigerator in the liquor store. And that's where they grab your beer from. You say, hey, let me get a Budweiser. They fucking pop open the steel door reach into the liquor store, pull out a beer straight from the fridge, and then shut it. It's wild. And we we can't forget to mention that literally every person inside this bar is smoking like a goddamn chimney. Oh, yeah. You and I both have emphysema from spending five minutes inside this place. Yep. I mean, there are no rules, no laws no to laws abide by at, at Memories Lounge. So Also, all the bartenders are old men with, like, mustaches, you know? like Trustworthy old men, I'd say. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Like We met Chris and Tony and Tim. who was the guy? Yeah, 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 Tim, yeah. Um, so we're sitting there having ourselves a time, just taking in the atmosphere, and we start, you know, uh, we... We get approached again. Like, people are just coming up and just, you know, fucking getting into it with us. There's this scratchy-voiced, like, aging woman who's done up like it's still 1983. I think she was a hot bitch in 1983. She was a hot bitch in 1983. Yeah. She's still doing her hair and makeup. Like she's a hot bitch in 1983. It just hasn't evolved since then. Right, and, and she never stopped smoking and drinking. Prime. Every no, day. She, she's <laughs> out in the sun every day. Kind of she's smoking, doing drugs, mm-hmm. drinking hard, playing mm-hmm. hard, sleeping light. And I, I have, do have to say, though, she has a very comforting wrinkle pattern. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very the familiar way, comforting wrinkle pattern. Yeah, the yeah. way her face has fallen and, and creased is just so nostalgic to me for some yeah. reason. It's yeah. a very comforting wrinkle pattern. <laughs> it's a Floridian... It's a thumbprint in Florida. Yeah. Instead of, when you go to the police station, instead of, you know, doing your fingerprints, they make you roll your face in ink and get your <laughs> wrinkle pattern on the piece of paper. Um, so her name was Rebecca, and she was there just, I can't even remember really what she said. Well, I bummed a cigarette from her. That's how the conversation got started. There Kelsey was no Ann's shortage one of, those... of people coming up to us, but this was one instance where I did go up to her. Well, you started it, but all you did was bum a cigarette, but then she came up to us and became a part of our like the rest of our night. Um, 
Kelsian is one of those rare birds who can smoke a cigarette once every like three years and then just never, you know, not yeah, even think about it. Yeah, and I love it. it. That's, the, that's what makes it even stranger is that it's not like, I kind of met on cigarettes. Like, I love them for real. I love the smell. I love the smell on other people. I love the smell on my clothes. I love the the physicality of smoking. I love the social bonding. I, I like the taste. I, I like it all. But I'm I, I've never become addicted. They didn't hook you. They didn't hook me. They didn't do their I job. I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're supposed to do. But yeah, you're you're just one of those one of those rare gems. Uh, Rebecca, not so much. Uh, Rebecca, again, smoking like a chimney, came over, started talking basically some nonsense. We couldn't really follow what she was saying. They were there celebrating. One of their friends had died that morning. I, I can't emphasize enough, by the way, her styling. Her She was wearing, like, a cut-up T-shirt, like, kind of like she should have been in, like, Prince's band, like, playing bass, you know what I mean? She kind of had that, like, feathered, like, 80s, like, rock girl hair. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was a shock of white hair because she's, <laughs> she's an old lady now. Um, but so they told us that we poured one out for their, for their dead friend. And then we told them that we had just migrated there from the Baha'i hut. And they were like, oh, you can't go there. You can't go there. And she was with her friend Ray, who was a, um, who was like another, again, an aging like guy who hangs out at a bar, um, who was gay. And she kept like, Rebecca kept having to assure me that he wasn't interested in Kelsey Ann. And I was like, yeah, dude, I get it. But she kept, it was like a thing for her. She kept going <laughs> over and over. He's gay. He's not interested in her. Like, oh, I know, which is sweet. That's nice of her. Yeah. Nice of her. But we got it the fucking first time, dude. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they said, you shouldn't go to the Baha'i hut because we know someone who got stabbed in the parking lot there. Because apparently they're, like, dealing a shit ton of drugs out of that. Yeah, anything you could ever want. Which, allegedly. Allegedly. I don't which blow is up funny because the first time we went to the Baha'i Hut, yeah. um, there was a dude, a very uh, mm, tough looking dude, sitting in Just the back in corner the back, in the shadows. Emanating weird energy. Drinking yeah. water. That's what tipped me off that yeah. he was a drug dealer, too. It's like yeah. he was at work. He wasn't, he was not enjoying um, a coconut pineapple painkiller okay <laughs> the man had a water see here's the thing i don't really buy it we've been there a couple of times it seems totally fucking fine i don't buy it memories on the other hand seemed like there was a lot of perhaps under the table transactions happening in and around that sort of spot yeah which to me only adds to the charm but i just thought it was funny because compared to memories the baha'i hut is like a squeaky clean like <laughs> almost like a family establishment it's got like cute tiki stuff hanging on the walls it's not it did not feel threatening at all but they further elaborated on the story that like they had to finally get out of there when um when ray needed to go to the bathroom and then he found out there was some guy getting serviced in the bathroom in exchange for what he uh allegedly in exchange for some you know a handful of pills mm. um getting sucked Getting sucked, getting zonked. Yeah, dude. Probably passing out in the motel behind the Baha'i. You gotta get drained, and then you gotta you gotta tune out. <laughs> you gotta get milked, and then you gotta you get can zooted up. up. You gotta get you gotta get zonked. You gotta get sucked, and then you gotta pass out in a pool floaty. I think that's the life. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. Anyway, we had a beautiful Floridian extravaganza last night, full of colorful characters. 
just meeting people that you'd never meet if you didn't go hang out in a roadhouse in Florida. I consider that research for a podcast. We should have <laughs> so expensed <do> <laughs> this. Should have put it on the old company credit card. Now, I have some girl stuff to talk about. Girl stuff. Girls. Look out. I'm having a moment here because, you know, I try to take care of my skin. And part of that, people will preach to you all day. Dermatologists, fucking YouTube experts, Reddit forums. You got to stay out of the sun. Sunscreen is an imperative. It's a must. And But it's not even good enough. Like, you have to really shield yourself from the sun if you want to age like a damn angel. But... You know, I just don't think I can be that girl. I think I'm realizing that I am not the stay out of the sun girl. So I have to just pick and choose my battles, wear sunscreen, but basically, you know, I'm in the sun. Babe, it's true. You're not a stay out of the sun girl. You can't lie there to yourself women like who, that. who really do, they do, they don't go in the sun for I know. that reason, I know. for cosmetic reasons. And I think I want to be that, but I'm realizing that I just can't be that. The, I, listen, I don't think that avoiding sunshine for your entire life makes you more pretty than it is nice to be out in the sun. You know yeah, what I mean? You've got to live your that's life. That's trade-off. I know. That's hey, like living in a bubble. You'd be like a bubble bitch. Yeah. You can't be a bubble bitch. My therapist, who used to listen to this podcast, don't know mm-hmm. if she's still listening. Shout out if she is. Um, <laughs> Shout out. You do great work. Yeah, you do great work. We do love you if you um, listen she describes it as like leaving the couch covers on like, you know, that plastic wrap that like Russian grandmas put over their couches, Mm -hmm. the couch slip. It's like living your life with a couch slip on like what you're not going to go swim in the ocean because salt water is bad for your hair. Like that's living with the fucking couch cushion on your damn body. Like, Oh, you're never going to have a vacation where you like you lay out in the sun because it's going to make you wrinkly. Like, Damn, that's not living. Yeah. I always think of that couch cover now. It's also like, I mean, being that anxious about something that, you know, trying to preserve what cannot be preserved. You're fi- right. It's arrogant. You're fighting entropy. You're fighting the universe. It's it's not in God's plan, babe. That's right. For Aging is a Things privilege. fall apart, man. Mm-hmm. People get old. It's, it's what happens. Now, you probably shouldn't smoke a million cigarettes every day in Memories Cocktail Lounge. Um... But, yeah, you got to get out in the sun. Yeah, you got to live a little. Now, I got a little too much out in the sun. Well, I thought it was so good. We went to the beach the other day. I was slathered in, like, SPF 3000. You know what I mean? I just Because your boy has that pink undertone. Head to toe. Yeah, I just, I burn. I burn. I'm, like, kindling. I just, nothing. One spark, and I just fucking go up in flames. So I thought I was so proud of the way that I was... I was slathered in sunscreen, head to toe. But then we get home that night, you know, after what I thought was a successful outing to the beach. And it turns out, look at my my left arm all the way up my shoulder and past my other, around my neck and down my other shoulder. I have a bright scarlet pulsating racing stripe that's been burned into my skin by the sun. It was fucked up. It hurt. It's And it's not just like, ouch, like kind of stings when you take a shower. It felt like somebody punched me in the arm. It's just a dull ache on my fucking, on my shoulder carriage all the way across. Oof. But it is pretty funny how it's, 
It's just a thin stripe. I know, I know. It's just <laughs> where I didn't get it with the fucking sunscreen. But it's just this thin little stripe all the way across. It's a detail. It's how, like, when you see guys driving, like, a Honda Civic with, like, you know, a bunch of decals on it and underglow. That's my overglow. All right, babe, do you want to do your Florida woman? Yeah, I do. Let's get into it. Let's go. Okay. Let's get cracking. Um, this is from The Guardian, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Three naked women lead police on 21-mile chase. Three naked women? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Where do they go? So, authorities said three naked women who were seen applying suntan lotion at a Florida rest stop led police on a 21-mile chase, drove a car at one deputy, and threatened another with a bat. The highway patrol said that when a deputy approached the women at the Interstate 75 rest stop on Wednesday in... Pinellas Park. Pasco. Oh, <laughs> That's the second second most. You know, and it's it's just the county north of Pinellas. <laughs> There's something so in the water. We could just combine the two, Pinellas Pasco. That's the area. You That's know? the area. That's the epicenter. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that we made it to Pinellas Park. Me too. What a what a fascinating journey. So um, they started dressing when they saw the police, but then they realized the kind of situation they were in. They bolted and they started shedding again. So they're <laughs> running away from the police, getting into their vehicle, and then driving 21 miles naked in the car. And awesome. the police are chasing after them. These broads and apparently are... they tried to run over one of the police officers, which is never a good thing. <laughs> no, no, you're just adding 20 years to your already super long sentence. I know, and cops will get you for that. Oh, Ooh, yeah. They love nothing more than to get you for like lying to law enforcement or yeah. like misleading an investigation or resisting arrest. They love that shit. Um, so basically, they said that they were at the rest stop because they were visiting a relative's home, but they had an altercation, and so they had nowhere else to go, so they're sort of living at the rest stop. And then they claimed that they were, quote, air-drying after washing up. <laughs> nice. Cool. And apparently, they were only stopped because police managed to blow out their tires. Damn! No. They're being charged with, like I said, law, uh, resisting law enforcement... Assault on a law enforcement officer, resisting arrest, fleeing to elude. Didn't even know that was a charge. Fleeing to elude. And indecent exposure. And it also, the Tampa Bay Times also mentions, though Pasco has been dubbed the nudist capital of the world, arrest reports do not indicate that these women are linked to any nudist or clothing optional community. They just happen to be nude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very Floridian decision to, once you're in hot pursuit, you're already in hot pursuit, then to strip. Yeah. Again. Again. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. To go back to the original form, which is really what nudism is all about. I love it, babe. I love this. Back to basics, back to nature. <laughs> and they got him with the tire strip. Oh, tire yeah. strip will always get you. What about your Florida man? What's he all up right. to? Florida man accused of firing urine-filled squirt gun at woman. Ooh. Fucking in Gulfport, Florida. This is from WCTV. Um, authorities in Florida say a 71-year-old man who ought to fucking know better filled a squirt gun, or finally he snapped, filled a squirt gun with urine and sprayed a woman who was walking her dog. A random woman? (laughs) Gulfport police said in an arrest report that Joel William Benjamin approached the woman on Sunday and squirted her several times with urine. The report says Benjamin told officers he would, quote-unquote, do it again, but it was unclear what motivated the attack. 
He faces a misdemeanor battery charge and left jail after posting a $500 bond. A lawyer for Benjamin wasn't listed on jail records. Um, wow, he's so bold. He's like, I'll do it again. I'll fucking do it again. The urine has made him crazy. Now, to me, I'm left wondering what kind of super soaker and how much piss. Like, is it a little teeny little squirt gun or is it like one of those blasters that... I remember from my childhood, Ooh, yeah. like a Basically, like the mega blaster. Yeah. <laughs> this guy downed three two liters of RC cola and just fucking unleashed a stream into that thing. Well, he's he's old, so he's not unleashing a stream. That's I want... the other thing I'm thinking. I'm like, how many stops and starts of piss? It's agonizing for an old man to have to get the pee out of his penis at that age. So it's just, it's a whole fiasco. If he really stocked up on that much pee, I have to imagine it was pretty brutal for him. Oh my God. So he's just, he's just fed up with his fucking bladder and he's deciding to unleash his torment on the rest of the world too. So everybody gets a piece. Ooh, I like that. Everybody gets a piss. Yeah, everyone gets a piss piece. <laughs> I'm just left wondering I'm just laughing if, at the if mental he knew image. this woman. At Him all. with a fucking mega blaster. I mean, if she was walking her dog past this house, that sort of implies that there's a routine there, right? Mm, maybe he hates the dog. You should really see his mugshot. Oh. He's got this like He's deep, got danger in his eyes. He's got this deep, like haunted look on his face. He's like, I pissed myself today. He looks like fucking Johnny Cash in that Nine Inch Nails video. I still piss. I thought it was a beautiful Florida story, babe. It is. Florida's always bringing the beauty. Now, Nathan, would you you ever go on a (laughs) nacation? I could be talked into that. Mm. Talking about going to a nudist colony? Mm -hmm. Interesting. I have here the seven best nudist resorts in Florida. The seven best? There's seven resorts? Oh, there's many more than seven. Oh, yes, for nudity. Oh, my God. Yes. Cypress Cove is the best traditional nudist resort. Ooh, a traditional nudist. There's, the, like, varying degrees. Yes, yes. Interesting. Uh, Paradise Lakes is the best nudist resort with events. Okay. Fun events. Um, Caliente is the best nudist resort for singles. Ah. So it should be mentioned. The Inland, I'm sorry, the Island House, Key West, is the best gay nudist resort. The... Equator Resort is the best gay resort for relaxing. So I don't know what they're doing at the other best gay resort. Not relaxing, apparently. They're invigorated. Yes, yes. And then there's the Sunspot Gardens that is the best family-friendly nudist resort. (laughs) Family-friendly. Yeah, I don't know about that, folks. So I researched this because of my Florida woman. Mm -hmm. So that... It said at the end that Pasco County is known for its nudism, but that, that these women were not connected to the official nudism of the county. I wonder if that does, because uh, I do feel like a lot of these Floridian crimes that we get into are involve nude people. They do. Maybe the prevalence of nudist colonies sort of just ambiently elevates the amount of nude people running around yeah. committing crimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I looked it up and it's true. Pasco County is the destination for nacations. Nacations? <laughs> it is the um, nudist capital of the country. There is one place in France that is the nudist capital of the world. But, uh-huh. the, but this takes the cake as far as the good old U.S. of A. is concerned. Dude, see, 
Okay, so you got me thinking about the singles nudist colony, mm -hmm. right? Like, isn't the paradox of nudism that, like, you have this idea that you're going to wander around and see all these, like, beautiful, hot, naked people, um, but then the reality is that everyone's fucking schlub like you, you know? It could be, yeah. I thought the idea and the paradox is sort of like, the idea is to desexualize the body, that it's ah. not inherently a sexual thing. That's just one part of what a body can do. So it's like, we don't get to walk around naked because um, we've sexualized the body as a whole when, when in fact it's just the natural way that we were made. But that's the paradox because then it's like the nudist resort for singles. It's like, well... You are sexualizing the body, then how can you have both? You know well, what I'm saying? Well, but the thing is, how do you have sex? You have to use your body. Therefore, the body is sexual. Right, but it also does other things. Is like their premise. shit and <laughs> fart. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Sweat. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's your ball sack or whatever. But so this, um, the first like really big uh, colony was mm -hmm. started in 1941 right in Pasco County. Nice. And um, it was taken from, the the community was inspired by nudists in Germany um, in the 1900s. There was a wave of nudism mm, yes, rights yes. or whatever in, in Germany. Nudist <laughs> rights, yeah. Uh, sort of a back to nature movement, of if course, you will. Of course, of yeah. course. Uh, freedom from the restriction of clothing. Very nice. And, you know, if you think about it, there is really no better place to do it than in Florida. I mean, you're not going to find a nudist colony in Wisconsin. No, you wouldn't. That'd be completely fucking impractical, wouldn't it? Yeah. Fucking snap your cock off like an icicle. You think they have Hollywood nights at the family-friendly <laughs> nudist colony? Dear God, I hope not. <laughs> so I'm going to read you, to just go along with this theme now, I'm going to read you a little bit of an article. It's also from The Guardian. So yeah. The Guardian likes to write a lot about nudism that might be a conspiracy we can look into. Mm -hmm. This is called Purists versus Partiers, the battle between the two popular nudist resorts. Oh. So one of Florida's oldest and most staid communities, Lake Como in Pasco, like yeah. I mentioned, and the nearby Caliente Club, the singles club that you talked about, um, struggle with being misunderstood with <laughs> and by mostly each other. <laughs> this is an article by Jordan Blumetti. Mike Cush punches the gas on a golf cart, the wind tousling his grizzled ponytail. You look hot, he says, waving a disapproving hand at my trousers. Feel free to take your clothes off. A husky man. Cush Do it. Show me your penis. Show me your penis. Cush takes up, but he sees so many penises. How, how would he want to see one more? You know? Yeah. He takes up most of the seat, leaving only a few hollowed centimeters between me and his naked body. I mean, that's a passion. That's just, you know... A penis passion? Yeah, never getting tired of it. Right. We're speeding through the residential streets of the Lake Cuomo Family Nudist Resort in Pasco County, Florida. It's a Saturday morning, and families are sunbathing around the community pool and clubhouse. The air is thick with the languid warmth of summer camp. Lake Cuomo is one of 13 nudist resorts and neighborhoods that pepper a 15-mile stretch of US-41 running through the rural heart of Pasco County. Wait, is it Lake Como or Lake Cuomo? Como? Como. Como. <laughs> Did I say Cuomo? Como like the lake in Italy. Yeah, yes. you said Cuomo. Um, well, it's not Cuomo, so thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, no wonder there's a risque behavior happening around Lake Cuomo. Probably no, I'm stepping aside as your governor. Just inland of Tampa Bay, Florida. 
Clothing is required by law everywhere outside of the confines of each resort or neighborhood. Some, quote, resorts are nothing more than a cluster of trailer parks. Other, others are primely landscaped and lined with stucco mansions, but Lake Como was the original, Cush says. By 1941, Ava Weaver Brubaker, a tax lawyer from Tampa, bought this plot of land, then a 350-acre orange grove, after his doctor has prescribed nudist sunbathing to treat a rare skin disease. Ooh, I read a whole book on that. That's on actually vitamin true. D. Yes, it cures psoriasis and other things like rickets, but anyway. He and his wife, Dorothy, grew fond of the practice and started inviting their friends. Within a few years, they were taking out classified ads in nudist journals and selling memberships. Pasco County is now considered to be the nudist capital of the world. Nowhere else has a larger year-round population of nudists, or naturists, the preferred term. Mm-hmm. They have played an integral role in the local economy for decades. The bed and sales tax revenue generated from the 10,000 permanent residents and nearly 1 million annual naked tourists help fund everything from school districts to law enforcement. There's a neighborhood or resort for every flavor. Couples, singles, swingers, multi-generational families, LGBTQ people, retirees. But as different varieties of nudists decamp to Pasco County over the years, the ideological gulf has formed. On one side, there's Lake Como, the oldest and surely the most staid, which upholds traditional nudist values. No PDA, no sexual overtones, and where children are welcome. Then there's the Caliente Club and Resort, a natural adversary just up the road, known for its wild swinger parties and body social media campaigns. Both represent the profile of naturism in America today. Both struggle with being misunderstood by the outside world and share the common goal of normalizing naturism, but they spend a considerable amount of time grappling with each other. Quote, it's sad how the outside world looks down on us. Karen McCullen, president of the Lake Como, Co- Lake Como Co-op, try to say that five times fast, tells me inside a screened-in porch bar called the Butt Hut. She has a, hel- <laughs> a helmet of lank, straw-colored hair. I just hair. feel so misunderstood. I feel so misunderstood. Would you like another drink? We're in the butt hut. Um, quote, she says, it has absolutely nothing to do with sex. It's much deeper than that. Whether they were raised in nudist families or introduced to it by, uh, as adults, Pasco County is filled with people who have eschewed conventional lives in favor of this enclave. They say stripping one's clothes leads to an immediate dissolution of ego. They say stripping one's clothes leads to an immediate dissolution of ego. Once they are no longer obscured, bodies and any perceived differences are rendered invisible. Wait, a what? guy tie? You even? get a guy tie oh at the butt <laughs> Nathan! Just relax. A semenia colada? No. <laughs> Quote, we took off our fears and inhibitions when we got here. McCullen who's lived at the resort since 2012, says, we just trust one another. Contemporary naturism began in Germany in the early 20th century as a folk medicine panacea? Panacea. What's panacea? It means a cure-all. And then transformed during the post-war years in a manner of dissent from the authoritarian rule of the German Democratic Republic. Conversely, the origins of the American naturism are socialistic. Lee... Baxendahl, a prominent figure of the New Left, dedicated the second act of his life to nudist advocacy in America. A nude statue of Karl Marx stands in the lobby of the American Nudist Research Library near Kissimmee. The fact that Lake Como is a co-op... A guy who I've always wanted to see naked. 
That's the people's penis. The fact that Lake Como is a co-op is further reification. All the money from the daily passes for tourists or annual membership dues from the residents is cycled back to the property maintenance and improvements. Roughly half of the resorts of the area function as not-for-profits. If the principle stands that gender, race, and sexuality are immaterial, then wealth and class are too. Nice. These are reasons why nudist recreation is gaining popularity in America and abroad, particularly with demographics other than white people of a certain vintage. According to the American Association for Nude Recreation, AANR, the oldest naturist advocacy group in, the North, in North America, which offers legal counseling and a lobbying arm, the Black Naturalist Association, BNA, is the fastest growing nudist organization in the country. BNA, huh? <laughs> Membership skews younger and has increased tenfold in the last 10 years. Sick. Residents of Lake Como and other natural resorts where children are raised and recreate have spent decades trying to divorce the association of nudism with sexual deviancy, whereas Caliente wholly embraces it. As I make my way to leave the butt hut, a man with must-white hair, <laughs> an imposing frame, and an all-over tan corners me. He introduces himself as Gynekin. Rich Pasco. You get a Gynekin at the butt hut. He introduces himself as Rich Pasco. Quote, I was hoping I'd get a chance to talk to you about Caliente, he says, peering down from his double bridge eyeglasses. I live there. We arranged to meet later at Caliente, a few miles north of Highway 41. In parting, he reaches for a handshake, and I have an instant flash of all the moments throughout the afternoon I'd seen that hand gather his inner scrotum and clear a space so he could cross his legs. <laughs> Royal palms and a high wall I don't think I'd be able to forget that either. Mm -mm. Mildewed sandstone conceal Caliente's thousands of members from the highway. At and the their scrotums. <laughs> to the palatial country club, I'm made to empty my pockets and walk through a metal detector. The resort felt it had to ratchet up security since the 2016 shooting at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, being that it hosts large queer crowds. Ah, uh, yep. I hear this is the most, quote, upscale nudist resort in the world, with its full-service spa, fitness center, thatchet chicky huts, five pools, eight bars, restaurants, and an on-site sex shop. Was it chicky hut? Like a chicky hut? Like a, um, it's like made of palm fronds. It's like oh. a teepee thing, Oh, wow. Right? Okay. I, I don't know. This that? sounds like some Florida knowledge. I think a chicky is like what, it's either Seminole or Calusa. It's like their, their dwellings, the chicky huts. See, how's a Midwestern guy like me supposed to know something like that? That's true. I love a chicky hut. The Grand Lobby Bar is furnished with ersatz gold accents and plaster replicas of Renaissance statues. Nice. I fall a stream of foot traffic out the back door and find dozens, if not hundreds, of nudists luxuriating below. A field of bare buttocks slathered with coconut tanning oil spread across neat rows of lounge chairs. Imagine like, the flaps you're seeing in this vista. It says, like country hams. Like country hams. Basting under heat lamps. And you're telling me I'm not supposed to sexualize that? Though Caliente has hundreds of permanent residents, it's equally popular, as are all the resorts in the area, for settling day passes, weekend memberships, and vacation rentals. A part-time employee and Air Force veteran named Kevin greets me. He asks that his last name be withheld, reminding me that outsiders often take a dim view of his lifestyle choice. He says that Caliente is lifestyle friendly, a euphemism for sexually open and experimental. Quote, the line between nudity and sex is very thin, he says. We don't allow anyone under 21 because we feel that nudity, booze, and children don't really mix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
As we round a tiki bar, he launches into a soliloquy about Caliente's openness to all corners, its popularity with LGBTQ and younger crowds. Tell me who's gay and who isn't, he says, pointing at the conversation pool. Naked bodies poking out aged 21 to 81. Various shades and shapes, drowning in Malibu rum and growing tender as the afternoon wanes. Yeah. Eventually, I find Rich Pasco on the balcony of a sports bar. He orders a pitcher full of Diet Coke and tells me about how he sees himself as a global ambassador of nudism. I'm just picturing that guy, like, gesturing like like uh, Richard Attenborough at Jurassic Park. <laughs> Tell me who's gay. And it's just a field of glistening country hams, like you said before. Ah, <laughs> uh, gorgeous. He explains that he bought his house in Caliente, one of the first built in 2004. The place still welcomes families and held the same rules as Lake Como. Quote, adults and children were naked in the pool and there's nothing untoward going on. That we promise. We promise. There's nothing happening there. That changed when the resort started losing money. A steep overhead. And they started fucking the kids. <laughs> it made incapable of surviving on a lean diet of membership dues. New management started selling sex instead of naked family outings to attract outsiders. Rich just is chase all the kids out with a broom. Get out of here. Get, get out of here. Get. Get. Rich is surprisingly gentle in his criticism of the resort, considering he spent most of his life trying to convince the world that nudity is not inherently sexual, and now he has to walk by flyers for the naughty schoolgirl party. How are you going to do that if you're not wearing clothes? I just the naughty schoolgirl thing is completely dependent on wearing clothes, uh, like a school uniform. They've misunderstood this whole thing. They fucked that up. But most classic naturists. Also, I'm still not convinced that there's nothing going on with the kids. They got schoolgirl night. I know schoolgirl is always a euphemism for pedophilia in my book. Okay, schoolgirl, school. She's going to school. She's Why going do you want to Catholic fuck school? the schoolgirls? What's up with you? I know, it's all wrong. It says, um, but most classic naturists... No, no, no. Only schoolgirls who have been held back a lot. Right, <laughs> Only the dumb. dumbest schoolgirls possible. <laughs> they're 23 years old and they're still finishing their junior year. Anyway, continue. The most classic naturists are less tolerant of Caliente. Five years ago, the resort was dismissed from the AANR for damaging the reputation of, quote, social family nudism. With all the fuss surrounding Caliente, I ask why he doesn't just move to another neighborhood. Look at this place. He unfolds his arms to a lavish playground below, as if to say, how could Peter Pan yield his dominion? From now, he balances, or perhaps tempers, his enchantment in Caliente, and with the homely environs of Como, keeping a bare foot in both worlds. Rich Pasco unfolds himself from his Prius, steps out of his ratty cargo shorts, and walks bare-assed into the Garden of Eden Church, a squat asylum white building next to a cypress grove. Inside, Pastor Norm arranges Bibles on plastic tables. He has spiky salt and pepper hair. Instead of vestments, he wears rubber toe shoes and a t-shirt that reads free hugs. His waddle and business end poking out from under the hem. <laughs> wow. Garden of Eden is non-denominational, a small but faithful bunch. Most live at Como or in the area, but some drive from hours away to make the Sunday service. There's no communion, no theatrics, just fellowshipping that connects them to biblically-tinged, living-as-God-intended ethos, which fed early strains of nudism. Wow, that is crazy. 
Um, There's we, a theological basis for being an old lady and having your pussy out all the time. Mm-hmm. Got it, yeah. We open with a hymn, Lord, I Lift Your Name on High, and Pastor Norm drums softly on the table. The church should be called the Butt Hut. Only if it's Catholic. Yes. His following sermon is a pagan for positive... His following sermon is a peon for positive body image. Quote, to affirm the goodness of our bodies exactly how God created them, he says. That's what naturism is about. The group nods serenely. The appeal was universal. Jason gently massages his wife's shoulders... Karen closes her eyes and lulls her head. I felt like I was watching a scene from the early days, before the community grew big enough that the clothed world stepped in to admonish, and before a title like Nudist Capital preceded them. Back when it was just a few guys and girls hanging out with their clothes off with nothing to fight about. And that's the end. Aww. Love it. I hope you guys we found jest. that as interesting as I did. I really... I thought that was I fascinating. I the inner jest, workings but... of a nudist colony are very interesting and yeah. very Florida. Yeah, I agree. I agree. This is... I'm not surprised that this is the state that's sort of the land of nudism. No, because it's like outlaws. It's, you know, people that just aren't willing to do things the way that other people do them. Not at all. Not at all. have to come to Florida. Exactly. If you want to live outside of society, you find your way here eventually. By hook or by crook. I just hope they're having a great time. I think they probably are. I think they are. I mean, you know, wherever you go, there you are. So it would be really funny if you like told your whole family, you're like, I'm a nudist now. And you moved there and you like thought it was going to be awesome. But then it's just boring. It's just boring and dull like the rest of your life. You're like, oh, fuck, I blew up my whole fucking life to be a nudist. And it's the same as it always was. Yeah, dude, you still have to have a boss. You still have to have shitty neighbors. It's now the only difference is you can see their cock at all times. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, that kind of equalizes things, I guess. Don't you think? I do. Well, I have a Florida fact for you. Um, mine, is, mine is more of a summation. It's not, the, not a whole article. But that, I'm glad that you read that. I really enjoyed listening to it. Mine is just like, okay. There is a... Okay, the most haunted possessed artifact known to exist in the United States resides where else but Key West, Florida. What is it? It's called Robert the Doll. And it looks a little something like this. You see that? Okay. It's a doll made of cloth. Uh Uh-huh. It looks like it's a burn victim. It kind of does. It is wearing a white sailor's outfit, uh-huh. and there's also a stuffed dog sitting on its lap. So this doll was given to Robert Eugene Otto, who gave it his own first name. And pretty soon after his parents gave it to him, strange things started happening within the house. Like, they would hear him playing with the doll upstairs and speaking to it, and then they reported that they would hear the doll speaking back to him oh. in a very deep, unsettling voice. Now, um, strange things started to happen across, like through the house. Like things started flying off the shelves. Ooh, Stuff was paranormal. moving during Love the middle that. of the night. Things were rocking back and forth. Very they could often hear footsteps. And reportedly, once or twice, they even saw the doll get up and walk around on its own. This sounds like a Stephen King thing. It like does, doesn't it? Stein. It does. 
Stephen King lives in Casey Key, right outside of Sarasota, Florida, just to let everyone know. You kind of have to wonder how much, like, the the idea of, like, Chucky Mm -hmm. was based on this story. But so, anyway, like... They people they reported that they saw the facial expression change and Ew. stuff like that. You imagine if you like displeased the doll and it fucking frowned at you. Something about that is so spooky to me. Where did they get this doll? Did they make it? It did was made for him. It was yeah, made for him. And he gave it his own first name. So anyway, so after a while, they decided this thing is so fucked up, and they locked it up in the attic. And they could hear footsteps going oh. back and forth, and the little thing was fucking He's running angry. around in the attic. Yeah, exactly. But then, okay, Robert Eugene, the human, moves out and then eventually inherits the house from his parents when they pass away. He comes back, he goes in the attic, and the first thing he finds is the doll. So now he's reunited with the doll, and his wife, like, instantly knows that something's wrong, right? Like, it's just, it's kind of like your dad with the the possessed cane, right? It was this item that just attracted, like, and, like, stuck with with Robert Eugene. So, like, the minute she saw the doll, she knew that something fucked up was going on. She just got this chilling, like, haunted feeling. And lo and behold, exactly the same sort of, like, possessed, demonic stuff started happening through the house once more. Now, finally... Um, Robert Eugene passes away, and uh, they bequeath this doll to a museum, and that's where it sits today in the Key West Martello Museum. And Robert is on display for everyone to see. Apparently, he still moves around in the night. People who work at the museum have reported hearing him laugh, hearing him talk, coming back to work the next day and seeing that he, like, he's moved, he's shifted position, and there's, like, dust all over his feet that wasn't there the day before, right, because he had fucking got up and out of his cage and started running around. And apparently, they do an installation. In October, every year, they'll bring him back to the original, the Otto household, which is a historic house in Key West. They'll put him on display there, and apparently that's when he's most active. And they, they leave out a bowl full of peppermints for him, like, like as a bribe to make him behave, basically. Ooh. So Robert the doll, if you're ever interested in a fucking spooky little fucked up little children's toy, book your flights to Key West today and go check out Robert the doll. Do you think Robert Otto the doll is a Florida man? Robert the doll is definitely a Florida man. He definitely counts as a Florida man. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Well, he's lived there his whole life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Key West, it, you get the feeling when you're there that it, there's something Spirits a little... Spirits are afoot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's Entities. something very magical. Very, it is, yeah. yeah. It's um, like removed. There's a lot of energy. Yeah, there's a lot of energy. I agree. Some of it's good. Some, some of, of it's, it's kind of dark, yeah. Fucked up like Robert. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Scary. Spooky mm-hmm. stuff, huh? Mm-hmm. Kelsey has a big smile on her face right now. She loves spooky shit. I love spookies. <laughs> okay, well, that was my fact. That's yeah. all I got for you. This is our last day in Florida, so you guys, we're going to go out and lay by the pool or like maybe hit up the beach before we have to head back to the frozen tundra from whence we came. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I have to say, too, like just in full transparency and 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 vulnerability mm-hmm. we've gotten some really good reviews lately on yeah. this podcast and i just want to thank everyone i'm so grateful it makes our month every time we get a new review Seriously. like it just lifts my spirits 
so high. It's so high, true. Hard, whatever. And but it Our also is like, hard. oh no, someone said we like do really good research and stuff. And then I sort of panicked and like didn't do any research and just like read an article because I'm like too scared. I like can't have anything good in my life when people compliment <laughs> me. I like do the opposite thing right away. I just get scared. I don't Damn, know. Does anyone else get like that? You can't be vulnerable in front of the audience. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just laying it all out there. No, you're doing good. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Florida Woman Podcast. You can go ahead and follow us on Instagram if you want to at floridawoman.pod or leave us a rating and a review, little little five stars. A little love. Um, little subscribe. Goes a long way. It goes a long way, yeah. Thank you so much, guys, and I hope you have a great day. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.